Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my fine friends, and hello from me. It's me, Ali Slother, and I'm Richard Herring. This is Ali Slother's show. So, look, some people on Rallisabur won't know who you are. How could they not know who I am? I'm the 130-year-old interlocutor. Don't you know that your great-granddad, Richard? Of course you are. And what's going on today? Well, this is the first of the uh, ACAS Plus Extras. The ACAS what? ACAS Plus... Acast Plus, Acast Plus Extras, Richard, and it will be me interviewing you. The tables have turned. The tables have turned. The tables have turned, Richard. And you, Acast Plus Plus Plusers, you can enjoy this in audio or video. It'll be on their video as well, Richard Willis. They can watch the amazing ventriloquism. Who's doing ventriloquism? I'm not. No, I don't. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, they can see in all your glory you talking and me talking. That's right. Uh, look, I, what is good? Am I getting paid for this? You're not getting paid for this. You're doing this as a favour to me. Oh, that's ridiculous. I have nothing to do with it. Stop saying that. You throw it there. Um, that was good ventriloquism from you. Thank you. I do like this. Um, well, uh, ACAS Plus, uh, thank you very much for uh, giving us a bit of money uh, for the podcast. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your ad-free podcast. You get lots of little extras, and we want to make this worthwhile for you, because... Uh, 
It's a very nice commitment from you. It helps us to make more content. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, so we're giving you this exclusive podcast once a month. At the moment, it's going to be... We'll see how it goes. I beg your pardon. I'm chicking I'm linking at it. They don't know who you are, most of them. I bet they do. I bet most of them know who I am. Or maybe the people who've subscribed to this know. Um, so what we're going to do, Ali, is you're going to ask me emergency questions from my various emergency questions books. To begin with, and I'll answer them. It's a, you know, it's an absolutely nice. You can answer them too if you want. Yes, I might have different answers to you. You never know. We'll do one of these a month. There might be some extra bonus stuff as well. Remember, you're getting the videos for the shows when we have them. Uh, we're going to be videoing the book clubs now as well, and you'll get start getting the videos of the book clubs as well. And um, there'll be other bonus stuff coming through. So uh, look, I mean, there's probably 150 of you at the moment. That's incredible, Richard. It's not that incredible. Um, but it may build. It may build. Why are you putting your glasses on? I just thought I'd put my glasses on. I'm reading the questions, Richard. I just thought I'd put my glasses on. They're a bit steamed up because I've just been in the bath. Um, let me see if I can wipe them on something. Oh, I'm just I'm just going to have a little rest, Richard. I'm just you're tired out already. Yeah, it's very hard doing this job. I'll put my glasses on just in case you need any help with the reading. That's very nice of you, Richard. That's uh, thank you very much. Well, I'm looking forward to doing the interview. I thought we and they should do an interview show, actually, by the way. Well... What, and I'm cheeky to the celebrities? Aren't you doing that anyway? I suppose it is a bit of a crossover. Um, look, there's some questions on the on the back and the side that uh, never get asked. Um, so uh, I can, you know, I can explain where some of these questions came from. Uh, and uh, I've got answers to most of them because most of them are things that have happened to me and I've just... Uh, Shall I do the interviewing? Yes, sorry, darling. Don't call me darling, lovely. My name's Ali Slocum, not Ali Darling. Richard, have you ever stamped on a mouse? Have I ever... What? Stamped on a mouse? Oh, have, you, have I ever stamped on a mouse? I, no, I haven't. The reason I asked that question, though... Um, I asked the question... Okay, just let me answer. The reason I put that question in the book, that's dead, uh, um, is because um, when I was a kid, I remember in, I was about eight years old in Cheddar and I was with friends with some slightly naughty kids and uh, we were playing around somewhere like a sewage works or something like that and they... I was, I was a good kid and I wouldn't be doing and I was a chicken of a kid and I wouldn't do anything um that I thought might get me into trouble but so uh, they actually went down into this sort of cellar thing that there was it was an open I guess it was where water went at some point it's like an open sort of tank but made of stone and I stood above and wouldn't come down with them and there was a terrified little mouse oh my goodness just standing on the floor where they were and one of them one of the other kids, I can't remember. I'd, I'd name him and shame him if I could. He's probably gone on to be a serial killer for this kind of treatment. He uh, just, this little terrified tiny mouse just was shaking. Thought it could get away if it just stayed still. And he just stamped on it and obliterated it. And um, then looked up at me smiling and laughing. And uh, it stuck with me, that story. And that's quite a grim place to start, isn't it? I didn't promise it would all be laughs, Ali. I, you know, I'm answering your questions. That's the thing with emergency questions. You ask the questions, you have to cope with the answers. Sometimes they're not funny and sometimes they're very sad. And this is that's a sad story. So um, I didn't have anything to do with the stamping on the mouse. I would have saved him if I could have. I mean, he'd be dead now. But anyway, it was in like 1977 or something like that. It's hardly the point, is it, Richard? No. Oh, Richard. Hello. Yes, I have another question for you. Do you want to read it off? The, yeah, let me give me the, don't you read it. I'm doing the questions. You read it off the book then. Stop looking at the questions. All right, I'll stop looking. You, you, I'll, you look away so I can. Well, it might be tri- it might be tricky. Just look away from the book. Okay, look away. Do you remember the Rubik's snake? And what? Tell me of your memories of it. I vaguely remember the Rubik's snake, um, and um, 
my memories of it are that it wasn't as good as the Rubik's Cube. It was like a, the Rubik's Cube I couldn't do, but I had one. And then I had Rubik's Hexagon, remember those? I don't remember the I was in a box through the 1970s and 80s and 80s and kind of very much. So, no, I don't remember them personally. I don't know what you're talking about. You ask the question. I know, I'm just reading what's on the book. Um, so I had a Rubik's Cube, couldn't do it. got a Rubik's Hexagon for some reason, even though I couldn't do the Rubik's Cube. And uh, then the Rubik's Snake came out. I'm not sure I got one of those, but I certainly played with them and I didn't understand what the hell I was meant to do with them. And uh, unsurprisingly, they have not reached the uh, the accolades and the heights of the Rubik's Cube. You don't really get Rubik's Snakes anymore, do you? No, stop putting your glasses on. No, I know that to ask a question. OK, go and ask another one. Who was your favourite then? There are blazing squad. Mine was platinum. Yours was platinum, was it? Yeah, I love platinum. Platinum, uh, my favourite members of Blazing Squad. I love Blazing Squad, all of their hits. We are the Blazing Squad, and we like to sing in a squad. That's not really a rhyme, is it? Well, that's not my fault. I'm just singing Blazing Squad songs too. The Blazing Squad, they don't, they've never been in a quad because we're down in the streets. We didn't go to a posh university. We'd like to stand on the corner singing... Who's your favourite member? I like Platinum as well. You just sing Platinum because I said Platinum. Okay, I think I like. Well, let's go through them. There was Brian Baloney. Was there? Can you say his name? Brian Baloney. Easily. Brian Baloney. Brian Baloney. Um, not bad. Uh, Patrick Mazarinka. Patrick Mazarinka. Yeah. There was Zeus. Zeus was one of them. Was a bit spelt. It was spelled Z-O-O-Z-E. Yes, Zeus was definitely one of them. Um, there was uh, Specs. He was he was the one with three ad Specs. Sometimes they call him the Prof. Yeah, I don't like him. He was you know he didn't really fit in with the other guys. There was Splodjo. Yes, Rodjo from Blazing Squad. He was a good one. There was so, so many of them. I can't name them all. I think my favourite, probably of all, was Christ Jesus Christ. From the Blazing Squad. I don't think he was the original Jesus Christ, but he was in, in the Blazing Squad. These are, you're doing very well with these questions, Richard. I mean, they've not. I think I have asked that one actually um, recently, but yeah, these have never been asked. Most of these on the outside of the book. Richard, can I ask you another question? Yes, please do. I'll read it from there. Okay, don't you look? I'm looking away. Okay, Richard, did you ever consider a career in dentistry? Did I ever consider a career in dentistry? Uh, it says, do not ask this to a dentist. That would be rude. That's a good question. You can use these questions yourself at home, of course. Um, if you want to buy this, the book we're using is the original Emergency Questions Orange book. Well, I think still available from GoFasterStripe.com if you want. Um, but you will work through all the questions in, your, in, in, the, in the coming months and you're welcome to uh, use them at your will. Did I ever consider a career in dentistry? I didn't. I've got friends whose dads were dentists. It's... Uh, it's uh, I think I'm, I'm think I'm right in saying it's the career with the most, the highest suicide rate of 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 any profession in the United Kingdom. Well, I'm not surprised because you know dentists are always looking down in the mouth. Aren't they? I don't think it's uh, appropriate to do a a pun like that. I mean, I'm giving I'm giving you again. Not all of this is for comedy, and I'm giving you quite a st- stark statistic. That I don't think it's appropriate for you to do a stupid pun when. Um, I'm giving you quite a sad piece of information. I'm very sorry, Richard. Uh, so, you know, I don't... I would like to have... Um, I think this, this question comes up. I'd like to have a personal hygienist who just did my teeth every morning in one of those chairs. Um, 
I don't think I would like to be a hygienist. I mean, people have got stinky breath, haven't they? You're telling me, what do you think I'm sitting down here for? Um, I don't know. Can you smell? Yes, I can. Have you got a nose? Yes, I have. Well, that explains it. Um, so, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of smells, abscesses, and things. It's not very pleasant. I think the problem is no one's really looking forward to seeing you when you're a dentist, are they? No one's going, great, I'm going to the dentist. Maybe a little kid with brilliant teeth might go in, great, I'm going to get a sticker. But apart from that, most people are kind of annoyed to see you. You give them bad news, you hurt them, and people leave resenting you. So it's it's sort of not exactly the opposite of being a comedian because comedians can have that effect sometimes as well but mostly people come and see you have a nice time thank you for doing the job and then mind you a lot of comedians are depressive as well and there's a few of them who top themselves all right we're not that's that's just it's not appropriate in this day and age to talk like that um let's move on can you open the book i'll open the book for you but you obviously have to read the questions we'll go to the inside cover Richard, yeah, have you ever knocked a dog? Is that what it says? That's what I'm reading there. Have you ever knocked a dog? Have I ever mocked a dog? I don't know where that question came from. I don't think I have ever mocked a dog. I l- I've laughed at dogs that have been silly. Um, I mean, there's st- we've already there's two questions about animal cruelty already. Yes, it's not me. I didn't write the questions, Richard. I'm just reading them. So, you know, don't blame me for what's going on here. I won't blame you. Um... I wouldn't mock a dog because, you know, why would you do that? A dog can't understand. If you want to mock somebody, they need to understand they're being mocked, really, or it's not that much. It's a little bit of fun, I suppose, if someone's so stupid they can't even understand they're being mocked. But to mock a dog, what kind of low life would you have? You'd have the kind of guy who stamped on a mouse. So I think you would have to do that kind of person. So I've never mocked a dog. What's the next one? Look away, Richard. I'm looking away. Okay. It's going to be difficult if we do this every time. Look away so I can read the question. Are you looking? No, I'm not looking. Well, stop looking because I'm reading the question. All right. What's the worst supermarket offer that you've ever encountered, Richard? Um, I'm look, uh, what's the worst super? I mean, there are those things where you kind of think, oh, they get it's two for five pounds. And then you look at it and it was like two, two pound fifty one each. So you're saving two P, that kind of thing. You mean, yes, I can't think of anything offhand. It's not a great question. I don't blame me. I'm just reading what's here. I don't blame me for the questions. You have to blame yourself for the questions. Um, this might come up later, but the, my sort of the thing that springs to mind immediately about supermarkets, which isn't about an offer, is I was once standing in a supermarket. Um, this was this was back in the nineties, um, and I was just standing up looking at something, and this old man started moving towards me. And it was before I'd been on the radio, but I was no by no means the celebrity that I am now. What would you say this kind of celebrity you are now? Can you go down the street without being tested, Richard? Do you have, could you have to get a nod when you go down the street? I can go down the street. But I think it's because people are pretty cool around where I live, and um, you know they like to make just treat me like a regular guy. And also everywhere else you go, also everywhere else I go, they like they see me, they think, "Fuck, it's Richard Herring." Don't bother him. Let him go about his life. He's just a guy like us, even though to us he's a god. So I don't get bothered very much. Um, but anyway, this guy came towards me and he was holding out his hand and going, herring, herring, herring. And I was a little bit scared. I thought I was about to be killed by this guy. And then he he reached up right past my ear. And picked a jar of herrings off the shelf, and I happened to be standing right in front of the, the herring jar section. And uh, it was just a bizarre coincidence. It doesn't really answer my question, does it? No, it doesn't, but I think the skill with answering an emergency question is when you don't have an answer, is to go off at a tangent and answer something else. So that would be, if you're a future guest watching this, who's for some reason subscribed to this uh, service, uh, I would say, um, you know, do that. Do what I just did if you can't answer a question. That's the best way. It was a good answer to a different question. Well, it might come up 
It might come up in a... I don't know. I've, I've used pretty much everything in these questions. What's the next? Stop looking at my questions. Are you getting... Sorry, I don't want to look at the questions ahead of time. You're looking at the questions. I'm not looking. I'm looking away. You just looked at it so that you... I'm looking away. Richard, have you ever been in a dawn? Have I ever what? Have you ever been in a dawn? Have I ever been in a dawn? Have you ever been... Dean? Dean? Had you ever been, oh, been, have I ever been in a dawn? Have I ever been in a dawn? <sighs> Had you ever been in a dawn? Have I ever been in a dawn? It's not what I'm asking. Shall I read it off the, oh, have I ever been in a barn? Stop reading my questions, Richard. It gives you a chance to come up with an answer. I mean, of course I've been in a barn. I mean, I, just, I went to a wedding and it was in a barn just recently. What kind of question is that? I didn't write the questions, Richard. I'm just reading the questions. Don't start criticising. Go and criticise yourself about the questions. Um, anything sexy happened to you in the dawn? Well, someone got married. That's quite sexy. Was it to you? No. Um, we had the you know the dance and stuff. I expect some people kissed and stuff in, in there. It was like a converted barn. Um, I don't think I ever... I would, you know, I like the idea of, um, you know, finding a... When I was younger, finding a, a young woman who was attracted to me and maybe working on a farm and wearing a sort of wench's costume, sucking on a piece of straw and her, you know, gesturing to me to come into the barn and then we go up in the hayloft and we all canoodle and throw hay in the air. I like that idea, yes. It never happened to me, unfortunately. Um, if there are any women, sort of medieval women, working in fields at the moment, do give me a call. I'll let my, I'll check it with my wife and see if she's OK for me to do it. But and it would only be like canoodling and... and Really, it's not even having sex. It's just hay guts in the air, and then someone discovers you, and maybe the lady's just her corset is slightly undone, so you can see like a bit more of her boobs than you usually would. But no nipples. Uh, it's always uh, it, it, it always get in those things. It always gets to the point where you're discovered um, before anything serious can happen. It does usually. Yes, yes, that does. That is true. Uh, but barn wise, I mean, I grew up in the countryside, so there were barn dances, and you know there were barns that we used. As outward property, I now live in the countryside. I don't have a barn of my own. I would like a barn, but um, this property does not have a barn. No. It's a good question, though, Ali. Thanks for asking it. Yeah, let me look at the next question. Let me look at it. No, let me look at it. Why have they got so many D's in this question? So many got B's. Why are there so many D's? So many B's in the question. All right, okay. Richard, what is the most lastness act you have ever committed? Well, I don't know if I can um, talk about that on a podcast, because, uh, you know, they might upset uh, people. I mean, I've done a lot of blasphemous things, I suppose, in that I've um, written comedy about Jesus that some, some people have found um, un, unpleasant. You wouldn't do jokes without uh, old Alda through this land, would you? I'm not, I don't know enough about it, Ali. You wouldn't do it because you're scared. No, I mean, you know, I was brought up a Christian and I feel like I know enough about Christianity. But also, you know, it's a, very, it's a different thing. If you start... Um, attacking or mocking or even just questioning a uh, religion of a minority group in the country i think that's a different thing than 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 doing the majority re religion you know it's punching up punching down sort of thing isn't it? but you know i feel all religions are equally as ridiculous as each other so it's not and, and obviously jesus is actually a prophet in islam so i have you know your what you're saying doesn't hold up um, not that i want to offend people I'd like to question things. I think if you're religious, you should question things yourself as well. And if you come out answering, if you come out with an answer you're happy with, then fine. But um, it all seems a bit, 
daffy to me is all I can say. But, um, you know, I remember being quite scared. My, I was brought up a Christian. I remember even when I was did these mild... I remember going up in the pulpit and doing uh, maybe a Rowan Atkinson sketch or something like that, or maybe just being slightly disrespectful from the pulpit. And I remember thinking I'd get into trouble for that. So when I was worried about blasphemy, it was when I was sort of on the cusp before between... Um, caring about this stuff and uh, believing it and, and not believing it. It all seemed, yeah, I was about eight really when I sort of thought none of this really makes any kind of sense. But when you've been brought up in something, and I was always quite superstitious and I kind of liked the occult and stuff like that. So um, I think even when I did Christ on a Bike, there was a little bit of me that was worried about about um, the residual feelings of uh, re religion within me. But again, if you go and watch that show, which I advise you to do, you can download it at gofastestripe.com. It's not turning this thing into an advert, Richard, isn't it? To the extra the people. You've promised no adverts in these things. And well, it's not really an advert. I'm just, people might be interested. Um, then, um, yeah, you know, go and, go and watch it. But uh, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 have I done anything blasphemous? I mean, yeah. I mean, probably my routine about having sex with the, the stigmata wounds of Jesus is, prob is probably, which is on um, a different show than Christ in the Bite. You're going to have to download them all to find them. I think it might be Menage a maybe. Makes sense if it was, but I'm not, you know, just download. I think uh, if you, oh, that's if you're a badger, you get all the, you can still become a badger as well, even if you're a, a, a plus, a plus, plus, but, uh, you know, I don't want to take the piss, so um, thank you for doing anything. Next question, please. Richard, would you like a tea or a coffee? I've got a tea. I've got a licorice and peppermint tea. Uh, mm. Try to drink it noisily there. But they're trying to drink it noiselessly before and failed. Um, uh, so right at the moment, I'm, I will stick with my uh, licorice and peppermint tea. This is what, rather fruity, isn't it? Are you going on licorice and peppermint tea? Just feel buzz in my pocket. Was that? That's no, okay. Um, uh, I prefer coffee. I think overall, do you? Yeah, my, I've given up nearly everything I like in life. Um, I've given up booze. I've given up chocolate. That occasionally I slip up with that one. Um, I'm trying to give up as much sugar and cakes and biscuits. Uh, I feel like I've given up some. I try to give up trying to give up milk. Uh, I try to give up bread as much as possible. Um, all the things I really like, I've stopped doing. Coffee's the one thing I really love that I hope I don't have to stop doing. But it's one of those things that people have to stop doing, isn't it? I've got a nice coffee machine. Yes, it saved me a lot of money over the time. I've had thousands and thousands of coffees from it. It was quite expensive. Um, so right now, tea. But like, I don't. I sometimes drink, you know, tea, tea. But I usually drink these herbal teas now. It was an interesting question, wasn't it? All right, you look at that. You look at that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, Richard, who is the most famous person who has touched your nipple? My what? Your nipple. My niddle. Right, come on, it's obvious what I'm saying. Stop being a dick. Who is the most important, the most famous person who has ever touched your nipple? Oh, my nipple. You said it quite clearly. Um, well, you know, I've had some uh, partners who are well-known. Yes. And I'm just trying to think if anyone... I don't really hang around with uh, famous people very much. I don't go to parties and I don't go to the kind of sex parties where, uh, you know, George Clooney's licking a nipple. Um, you know, I'm sure Stuart Lee's touched my nipple, for example. He's pretty famous. Is that the best you can do? You know, like Sally Phillips has touched my nipple. Julius Wilder's touched my nipple. Any of my... Uh, girlfriends who have gone on to be or worst super successful famous people have, have probably touched it. Yeah, what else have they touched? Well, they've touched they, what, my penis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was in. They, they t- those two touched my penis as well. This is the kind of thing you don't get on the regular podcast, isn't it? Like, what extra content we're getting here? It's pretty good extra content. Um, you know, I'm, I, it, when you go out with someone for two years uh, and you're an adult. They usually do touch your genitals at some point. Well, I'll look, I'll look forward to that happening to me. Is there any famous people who want to come and touch my nipple? You are probably the most famous person who's touched my nipple, Richard. Can't think of anyone else that's got in there. Um, luckily, I've you know I've never when I was younger, I never met any of the the bad ones um, to, that I remember. And you know, I don't think they would have again. They've been straight in for the, the you know why mess around with the nipples when you can get straight into the the big guy downstairs? Yeah, of course you used to have two balls, didn't you? Richard? I used to have two balls, and when you know all those people have probably touched my balls as well. I don't you know I don't remember. Okay, next question. We haven't even got into the trotter look yet. We're still just doing the cover, aren't we? Yeah, we're still doing the cover. So this is augering well for this thing a long running additional podcast, Richard. Isn't it? Well, we'll see. I make maybe the host could change. Well, I don't know. I think people are enjoying it. And, you know, we've got some good dadanage going on. We've got some good dadanage. Is that like badinage from a dad? That's very funny, Richard. You should do some dad jokes. Uh, what's what's next? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to you. See. Yeah, stop looking at it. Don't look. I'm not looking at it. I've got to look at it a little bit. Stop looking at it. How much would you pay, Richard, to have headlights installed on your forehead? They would be called headlights, like the two words head hyphen lights, because they'd be lights on your head. Um, I don't think I would pay much for that. Uh, what, they permanently installed? Yeah, they're permanently installed, Richard, headlights. They're like, are they headlight size? I don't think they'd be like the size of the car headlight. That would be too big, wouldn't it? They would be in torsion in your forehead, probably one on each side. You could jolly do loading, dig dig, you could thrash people with them if they were annoying you coming up the road. But uh, most importantly, I suppose you'd be able to see things that are uh, coming in the dark towards you. I suppose that's what they'd be useful. Well, I mean, I do have like a light that you can wear on your head. I did, used it for stone clearing for a little while and then I just didn't find it that, that good because I found it hard 
direct it. I suppose if the lights were actually in your head, like in like you thought they're installed, they're installed in your skull, Richard. Yeah, does that create some problems with your brain? No, they do it so it didn't. You come up with a name and everything. Headlights, yeah, it's a good name. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to become sort of a part cyborg, to be honest. Uh, I don't. I think I would just use a torch uh, and not have these things because they clink when they. And uh, I think it might. They might germs might get in. Um, if, they, if you could take them on and off, but that's just a head torch. Wouldn't you like to go out in the fields and see what's going on? Not really, no. You could just put your headlights on full ding, see what everyone is up to. Well, you know, I don't think they're up to much, are they? It's night time. It's a silly question. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't pay for them. If, if, some, if someone wants to make those and give me some for free, I'll try them out for, you know, the impact not for free. You'll have to pay me. Richard, what's the worst thing you've ever got stuck in? The worst thing I've ever got stuck in. What's the worst thing you've ever got stuck in? Um, I'm trying to think of when I've been stuck. I got stuck in a toilet once. Um, when I was on my a very early holiday with my wife, and we were in Italy. I think we were on the island of uh, Sicily. Probably, I think we were at. Where does um, uh, what's his face uh, from the Eureka guy come from? Archimedes. Yeah, where does he come from? Uh, I think he comes from Sicily, Richard. Okay, well that would be it. Um, we were in his. Is that his name, Archimedes? I don't know. I think so. Okay, well, you know more than I do. Eureka, that guy shouted out Eureka. Was he Archimedes? I, I, I believe so. I don't know. I don't know if you're right about that. Okay, well, that's what I think. Uh, anyway, we were in a uh, restaurant, a, a cafe, having a coffee, and then I went to the loo, and then I realised I was trapped in the loo, and I couldn't I couldn't get out. And I was sort of thinking my new girlfriend, we'd only been together for a couple of months at that point, might think I'd done a run, and I had to wait to see if she would come and try and rescue me, but she was coming for ages. I can't... There's probably a blog about it somewhere if someone wants, is really bothered about it. Check it. What, do you want me to check it? Check it. Are you doing the new catchphrase from the audience? I don't. I mean, I think it will be hard to 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 check it, Ali. It's interesting you know things that I don't know. That's what I. That's what I. I haven't got my computer up here, so it's going to be a little bit. Check it. We've got time. We do have time. That much is true. RichardHerring.com. Uh, I don't know if I can do searches on the phone. If I can't do searches on the phone, no, I can't search. So it's going to be too, take too long. All right, we'll check it for next week's show. We're not doing what we want in the month to do. I mean, I'll forget to check it. Okay. Uh, anyway, I was stuck in that. I used to, I used to hide in a Z bed in my. What's a Z bed, Richard? It's like a bed. It's a collapsible bed that that would it would go up into. I don't know what it's called a Z bed, really. I suppose it was slightly like a letter Z, but you would go up and you could. It would just go up into like a cupboard sort of thing, and you could crawl into the mattress in the middle. I used to, but I never really got stuck in there. So you know. Sorry, I can't come up with a better answer off the top of my head. You should have thought about these things, Richard. Well, no, it's the beauty of emergency questions is they surprise you, even me. Richard, can I ask you another question? Yeah. What's the worst thing that says they got stuck in you? <laughs> That's a, that is a good question, Ali. You surprised me with that one. I didn't see that one coming at all. Um, what's the worst? I mean, a cancerous testicle, is that, does that count? No, don't stop doing that, your fucking testicle. You can hear enough about that in the coming months, so you don't want any more of that stuff, please. Um, all right, it's getting boring. Look, it's not. It's important that people check themselves. Oh, shut up! It's important that you add money to your bank balance. And that's not why I've had testicle ca testicular cancer to try and make money. You have made money. I made money because that's what you do as a comedian. You could you spot your where you want to do stuff and you spot your moment. And sure, yeah, you know, I've been I've written a book and I've been paid for the book. But if that if that counts as being paid for losing a testicle. Uh, and you did the puppet, and you did the puppet, and you're doing a sitcom, and you did the sitcom, and you're doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. That's it. 
That's all I'm doing. Stand up show, maybe some stand up about it. But that is all. Oh, that's all I'm gonna do. So you know, just let, leave me alone. I don't. You know, you're implying I've stuck something in my anus. Something you've not been able to get out. I am. I'm implying that. I don't think I've, I was never very interested in um, anal play. I don't. I don't mind a little tongue going up there. Ew, too much intonation. But um, you know, I don't want to. The idea of ramming something up there too far. That you know, a finger's okay. All right, too much intonation. You ask the question because that can come out, can't it? They can, the finger has the the hand on the end, unless unless you know it's not attached to anything. So um, I don't think I've ever tried to put. I mean, someone did try. Of course, someone tried to put a champagne bottle up my anus. If you read my book, How Not to Grow Up. No, they, they, it's not just they can read the story. I don't want to go over it again. But it didn't get stuck. Someone tried to put something in there, and I went, I'm not that interested in that. Thank you. That's a bit weird for me. I don't. What if it gets stuck? So you know, I'm 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 already conscious of that. Well, that's all very interesting. But you know, I've got things stuck in my throat. I suppose. Um, I can't think. Of my wife had a carrot stuck in her throat. I saved her life. I think she was just overreacting a bit. But you know, like I, I could play the hero, so it was all right. Um, can't really remember choking or anything particularly. Uh, have I ever been speared by anything? I don't think so. I don't, no, I don't. You know, I've lived a, a fairly. Uh, pain-free, accident-free, getting things stuck in me, free life. So you know, I've been, I've been, I have been pretty lucky on in this regard. Um, how long were we done? I was just looking to see how long we'd done. We're going right. We've done half an hour or so. That's not that, is it? I mean, that the enough we could stop it. We could stop it, couldn't we? But you know, I think we should. I think these should be like forty-five minutes long, just to give the people. It's a long time to you just talking to yourself. I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you. Well, it seems a long time to be doing this. Well, I disagree. Um, why, why am I reading the book? It's for you. Uh, Richard, do you enjoy Nakrame? Do I enjoy Macrame? Nakrame. Do you know what Macrame is? I don't really know what Nakrame is, Richard. What Macrame is? I don't know either. It's weird. Sometimes one of us knows, don't they? And then sometimes neither of us know. Why would I write a question about something? Is it like a little... Is macrame like stitching stuff together? Like, is it like making a little um, scene out of cotton and stuff? Is that what it is? A wool? I'm going to look it up. I should have put it just like on the pet on the page. I should have said macrame kit, macrame plant. Hang up, macrame. Ah, macrame is a form of textile produced using knotting techniques. I was close. The primary knots of macrame, are, of course, are the square and forms of hitching. Uh, various combinations of half hitching. It was half hitches. It was long crafted by sailors, especially in elaborate or ornamental knotting forms to cover anything from knife handles to bottles to parts of ships. Canvadoli macrame is one variety that's used to form geometric and freeform patterns like weaving. The Canvadoli style is done mainly in a single knot, the double half hitch knot. Reverse half hitches are sometimes used to maintain balance when working left and right halves of a balance piece and so on. Um, I, I do not enjoy macrame. I don't. I can see from... Just reading that, it's about knots, right? I think that was the gist of it, Richard. I think the gist is there's a lot of knots in there. Uh, and, um, sorry, there you go. Set, set up. I fell off my chair, Richard. I know I saw I picked you up. I'll always pick you up. I love you, Alex. I know that you too, Richard. No, we mustn't ever tell people about our love when we're doing the puppet show. No, of course not. What puppet show? Um, I wasn't, I was, ne I'm not good at knots. I think, you know, my old, I don't want to go on about my aphantasia. You can never even fucking say it, let alone go on about it. Uh, but uh, I can't really, I could never really visualise anything in three dimensions. I was always bad at knots. I was bad at doing any of those 
IQ tests where you had to fold things over. I could never do them. And I couldn't do knots. And I was thinking about this the other day. Even at Cubs, right? When I was at Cubs, you had to do knots at Cubs. I was a gold arrow at Cubs. You must have been able to do knots, Richard, if you're a gold arrow. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But when it came to the day that I was tested on knots to get my gold arrow, yeah, um, like a, I think a scout or an older boy was in there taking the test to see if I was any good. Okay. And uh, we went into a little office. So you went into an office at the Cubs, the Cubs scout hut. I did. You know, I didn't know what that back then what I know now, how dangerous that could be. And um, I tried to do the knots and I couldn't do my I got these little pudgy fingers. It was just I can't imagine things in 3D. I was going all over the place. It was terrible. And eventually the guy said, look, I'm going to tell them you did it. If they check and ask you, just say you've forgotten how to do it. So I would like to go on record now to the 150 people watching this. Hopefully one of them isn't my Arcala that um, I cheated my way to my gold arrow in, in Cubs. And in a way, everything, all those badges I had, meaningless as a result. So I don't like macrame. Maybe you should learn the crown leader. Maybe you should learn to do knots. I can't do them. I'm terrible. I can knot my shoes. and just about do a tie. Took me a long time. Let's do the last question on the um, inside cover. We haven't even got into the book yet. There's 500 questions in here on top of these. And these were bonus questions. I've only thought to ask them recently. All right, Richard, don't look at the thing. I'm not looking at it. Would you rather have the drain that could connect to Wi-Fi? A what? A drain? A drain? A drain that could connect to Wi-Fi? Not a drain, Richard. Why do you keep doing this? A brain? Oh, very good. A brain uh, that could connect to Wi-Fi or an immunity to arthritis. So you're saying my brain could just... Anywhere I went, a Wi-Fi signal, bang, I could be in, and then inside my head I can access the internet. Yes, I guess that's what I'm saying. What, like, just in my head, because I can't... Would, would I be able to visualise it, even though I can't visualise things? Yes, I don't know. God, just to shut you up. Yes, let's say yes. Um, so I'd have... Yeah, what you're saying, would I like to have internet in my brain? Or do I have to then connect my brain to a computer screen? Let's say it's internet in your brain. Well, yeah, I'd like to have that. What are the arthritis? Well, you know, I, I think... Yeah, I might get arthritis, I might not. You can cope with it, the things you can do. It's not very nice. But I, d I think, like, hopefully that's 10 or 15 years away. In the 10 or 15 years I have of surfing the web in my brain and being able to see things, and you're just thinking of the dirty stuff, aren't you? I was just thinking of the dirty stuff. I don't know how you knew that, because I was just thinking of the dirty stuff, too. I mean, just have access to that in your head. So, like, you could be, you know, your wife's talking about something you're not interested in. Just... You wouldn't have the dialogue tone. No, I wouldn't need that, because it would be just straight away. I'm not living in 1995. Um, and then I'm watching now, just close my eyes and bang, bang, people putting champagne bottles up people's asses all over the place. Yeah, it would be good, Richard. So definitely I would take the Wi-Fi for sure. Richard, I'd like to ask you some of the more uh, common questions, the old classics now. OK, well, that's lucky because they're they're right at the front page of this book. Um, there's an introduction. There's a picture of a penis and some testicles there for people who are watching the video. You know, how I wish um, that's how mine look now, but, you know, that's how it goes. Richard Herring, my next question to you. Yeah, you don't even have to look at the book. I don't want to, because you answer. I don't need to look at the book either. It's question number one. It's the question everyone gets asked. Everyone knows the cock, at least. Richard. Yeah, I mean, I've answered this question. Have you ever tried to suck? your own cock. Yeah, I have tried. I tried as a probably 13 or 14 year old. I was a little bit more limber back then. I was, I mean, I'm quite short. And um, I, uh, 
I have a, a reasonable sized penis. Oh, yes, that's not what I heard. You've seen my penis. Yes, I tried to wank you off, didn't I? Yeah, well, you know, we we don't really address this very much. I tried to wank you off, Richard. It wasn't very big when I tried to wank you off because I wasn't turned on by you trying to wank me off. I thought I found that off-putting. And uh, so I did not have... An, that was just my flaccid penis. It wasn't very big. You know, but when it's erect, it's a grower, not a shower. When it's, you know, it's big. So I could, you know... Do you want to show us if you can... I don't think I could suck my own cock now. But when I was 13 or 14, I could just about... With their, with their legs over the head measure, just about get the tip into my mouth but I found to be honest I didn't find it that pleasurable and I found it slightly weird and I had a cock in my mouth not quite well, just the end I had a cock near my mouth and it was it was quite painful and you know it wasn't that good good you know, I'd have thought it'd be better with me licking it myself but I guess just the the action of doing it all was too much so I you know I've tried I've had partial success but I'm going to retire from the sport happy with what I've achieved. I think I'm not going to do that's not going to for five pounds. I'm going to go on OnlyFans. If people want to see that, they can come on OnlyFans and pay like 500 pounds and I'll give it a crack on there. That sounds like a good idea. We tried to say Sally, your wife, up to OnlyFans, didn't you? Yes, but um, we've got them rejected. Well, OnlyFans found it too distasteful to have a ventriloquist dummy on there, so we didn't do it. What's the next question, Richard? Here's a very good question. These questions are so good, Richard. You should do these every week. Oh, well, I got bored of them. Would you do the hand made out of hand or an aunt at the distance? Some cream. What a brilliant question. Um, could you tell me the rules of it? Yes, Richard. The hand would grow back each time you ate it and would function perfectly as a hand. There would leave the greasy residue on everything it touched. The sun cream would be the factor with your choosing, but they are not for your own personal use. You would not be able to make enough to bottle and sell. Great question. Um... Now, I you know not many, but a lot of people choose the armpit, sun cream armpit. They think they'd like sun cream. I'm not that bothered about sun cream. I often don't put it on. That's why I'm a bit red at the moment, if you're watching the video version of it. Um, obviously, um, I've had cancer, and I should be like a little bit more cautious about that, maybe. But I like ham, and if I'm allowed to choose that, if it's like uh, Parma ham, it could be, Richard. If it's Parma ham, then I'm going for the ham, or just to have like a little bit of Parma ham on call all the time. And it grows back, doesn't it? It grows that Richard gradually, not straight away. That takes a little bit of time. Then, like, oh yeah, I'm going for the ham made out of ham. I'm ha I'm a ham hander all the way, my fine friend. Fair enough, uh, Richard. We're going to wrap up soon. I think we've done uh, done about 14 minutes now. We'll ask you a couple more. That's that's. They're getting some good answers from you here. Are you doing better than I thought you would? Well, thank you for that, Ali. Do you want to read this one, Richard? If you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to, why would I have to? Because Someone's saying you don't have sex with this animal. I'm going to kill your family. Okay, well, I'd probably have sex with an animal in that case. You're right. What animal would you have sex with and why? Well, people know the answer to this one. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan. If they've been, you know, as big a fan of the podcast as presuming they are if they've signed up for this service. Um, I uh, am a big fan of the Akapi. It's a beautiful, like, zebra-like creature but with a face more like a llama. A face very like my own wife's face, actually. And now I look back at it, and I wonder if that's what attracted me to her in the first place. Uh, but from behind, it looked very much like a lady wearing nice sort of leopard print uh, trousers. So, you know, if I had to, I don't want to, but if I had to, or if no one was around, I thought I could get away with it, 
I would like to just give that a go and see if it's as good as that. You know, just like a classy lady uh, who wears zebra print and it's got a nice bum. Uh, it's sexy. Okay. Uh, also, when it turns around, it's got this really long tongue. That, you know, again, didn't like my own tongue on there, but uh, that tongue just tickling my ball as I'm doing it, that could be fun. So uh, it would be a Nakapi, but only if I had to. It sounds like you'd like to do it regardless of if you had to. Well, you said my family are in danger, so I would do it. Do they have to watch? They're all watching. They all have to watch you do it, Richard. I mean, it seems like a cruel thing to do. I don't know what kind of person would make me do that. But if I had to have sex in front of, with an Akapi in front of my family to save their lives, I'd be going, I'm doing this for you. I know I'm fairly aroused, but I'm doing it for you. I'm aroused by danger, that's what I would say. Right. What would it take for you to delete the actor Keith Allen, Richard? A good question, Ali. Question four in 500. Up to question four, and 40 minutes in. So this is going to be a long running. We've got about four or five of these books to get through. So good luck. Buckle down, buckle in. Um, it would take a lot. This uh, question, as you'll probably know, as a fan of the podcast, came from uh, an Edinburgh Fringe podcast. Maybe one of the we started in 2011 doing the ref for refs. I think this was one of the first series, but maybe the second series when Matthew Crosby came on and he recounted the time when Keith Allen, who was a nemesis of mine because he wrecked my student review show. Um, and then was nasty to me on the television when I was a student, and one day I will get my revenge on him. Uh, he went out with Judith Sawala as well, which was annoying. Um, I, you know, he's a very successful actor and comedian, which is annoying. But uh, he has a reputation. Uh, he seems to have ridden through the various controversies that could have got to him in recent years. Uh, Matthew Crosby saw him coming to, I think, the Groucho Club and saying, who wants to suck my cock or something like that. So, uh, as well as Matthew Crosby, of course, gave rise to the question, who would you prefer to die for, Windsor Davis or his own wife, which became a good question for a while until Windsor Davis, unfortunately, died first. Um, I mean, I would like, I'm glad, I'm glad, it's a sad that Windsor Davis died, but I'm, I'm glad that Matthew Crosby's wife is still alive. Um, so, it would take a lot for me. I'm quite... I almost got to the point, Ali, yeah, where I could forget. Am I still in this? I didn't realise I was still in it. Sorry, I've been talking a little bit. You're into this. When you're in an interview, you have to sometimes just sit back and let the person talk. Uh, it'd be nice to see you do that. I do it a lot. I'm very, I'm a very skilled interviewer, Ali, and you should watch me and learn from me. Because sometimes people need a bit of help. Sometimes you, know, you can tell someone's a bit reticent. You need to keep talking until they come up with an answer. People okay, you talk too much. Well, it's a conversation. Yeah, if you don't like it, go and get just get a student who just asks a question and sits down and waits for you to stop talking. That's not a very entertaining interview. Have a conversation, Ali, but you have to... They just got to an interesting story. Don't interrupt this one because it might we might get some revelations about my feelings about Keith Allen. I'm trying not to interrupt Richard. I'm just trying to sit here open and at your audacity. Well, you know, I am audacious. Um, you know, I thought about having Keith on the, on the podcast. I'd like to sort of talk to him about all this stuff, but also, you know, water under bridge, isn't it? He's a horrible cunt, but uh, I don't usually have horrible cunts on, you know, a couple of notable exceptions. You know who I'm talking about. Um, and um, uh, then I've been, you know, I've been thinking about it. I'm quite, still quite cross about it. He, uh, he was incredibly unpleasant to us. And when we went on this TV show, after he, he basically, to recount an, an age-old story, he came on to review our show for the TV watched one sketch, moved some crash mats and going, jump now, you fucker. And out, but I've just pushed Ben more off, so he jumped anyway. And then he stormed out and punched the theatre manager. Uh, 
and uh, then went on TV and just said Oxford Review, as you'd expect, shit. He hadn't seen the show. We may have been shit. Um, I don't think we were shit. It was written by Stuart Lee and Richard Herring. Starred Ben Moore, Richard Herring, Catherine Hood, Ben Pope, Emma Williams, now Emma Kennedy. Uh, we weren't too bad. There was some talent in amongst that lot. And um, I went on the next week to give a counterpoint. The TV show let us back on. And then we were just bullied some more by him and Malcolm Hardy and other people. And they were all going on about us being public school boys. And A, we were, there's two girls. B, everyone apart from the pianist went to comprehensive school. So it was actually uh, a lovely example of how it is possible to get to Oxbridge without being a snooty toff. Yeah, and uh, all four main members of the group had done so. Um, but then, like, I recently found out Keith Allen went to public school as well. So, you know, it absolutely fucked me off that he was there with this self-hating. He didn't like public school, but he was sent to public school and he might have rebelled at public school, but he still went to public school and he was on national TV attacking me for going to public school when I didn't go to public school. I mean, there's something fucked up about that, isn't there? And there wasn't the internet in those days, so you wouldn't be able to find that kind of information out. If I could have gone, but Keith, you went to public school, and I didn't go to public school. What's your fucking problem? Instead, I just looked a bit embarrassed, and my voice went high. And uh, about the only person who ever saw it came up to me and said, I saw you on that thing, and I thought it was really unfair to you. Um, but it was just an, an extra embarrassment. In fact, it's amazing that I ever go back to Edinburgh. I've just suffered humiliation after humiliation up there, and defeat after defeat, and... Um, Yet somehow I still love it. Back at the Edinburgh Fringe, don't do an advert. I'm just not leaving. I'm just letting them know from the 3rd to the 14th. Don't do an advert. 3rd to the 14th of August at the Assembly Ballroom. That's at, it is, 1 o'clock. Uh, we've got some great guests. Check out richardherring.com slash Rahalist. You you guys know what's going on. I'd love to see you up there if you want to come along and see it. They'll all be released as podcasts. And you can get them ad-free with your fantastic ACAST plus, 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 plus. Uh, and membership so thank you so much for doing that I think we've got enough haven't we I think we've done enough for now and we haven't quite got to the bottom of this page I'll mark and I'll remember we were up to Keith Allen but we've done four questions officially plus all the ones on the back and the front so even um, you know even once we're in the proper questions what have we done sort of 12, 15 questions maybe it's going to take us quite a long time just to get through this one book and then we've got the Christmas ones then it might be Christmas by the time we do the Christmas ones Maybe I'll move over to the Christmas ones during the Christmas period. Yeah, well, that'll take too long. Um, but look, guys, thank you, Ali, for interviewing me. You're great. That's all right. Can I go now? You go and sit down. Thank you there. See you, rat fans. Good night. I'm chicken Woohoo! I sit on it, Dada. I sit on it. I'm linking at it, etc. You can see Ali. If you like Ali, you can see him on Twitch of Fun, which is on Thursdays. Stop doing adverts. At 8pm. Twitch.tv slash RK Herring. Um, there's lots of other podcasts to enjoy. There's also a bad system for the other podcasts um, as well. But come on, let's not let's not take the piss. Um, but if you're a massive fan, you know there's some extra stuff you can get there as well. Um, look, I hope you've enjoyed this bonus podcast, and um, thanks, really, thanks so much for uh, for giving. I know it's tough at the moment, so thanks very much for giving some money to us. And I know I think it's good value. Let me know what you think. Uh, I think. Um, you know, we're putting out eight original podcasts a month. Probably in August, it's going to be more like 12 original podcasts in a month. And um, and putting out some old ones as well. So uh, it seems to me like we're getting quite a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, for a minimal, minimal amount. And, yeah, look, I know that it was nice when the videos were free, wasn't it? But I think paying 
like a pound a week for those isn't too bad. It costs us a lot more to make them. So um, I know I don't have to convince you. You're in. Thanks for being in. Tell your friends. Just tell your friends about the podcast. They don't have to subscribe to this stuff. It's just great if people will listen. Um, go and listen to as many podcasts as you can. Um, tell your friends to do that. You guys don't have to listen to the ads anymore, so well done. You can listen to the ads if you want. Shall I just go? Just go, girls. You're rubbish. All right, I'll be back next time with Ali. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast. Let us know what you think. You know where I'm at. Twitter, herring1967, herring1967 at gmail.com if you really want to email me. Uh, And uh, see you around, motherfuckers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.